0: Jill is a marketing consultant for small businesses that think differently. She's a mentor and the founder of Harbren Marketing and has been in the small business trenches for about 20 years. Jill has generated thousands of leads and sales for businesses in very competitive niches. And she's recently written a book called Get Smarter Marketing, The Small Business Owner's Guide to Building a Savvy Business, which will be out in the U.S. in October of this year. Jill, thanks so much for joining us today. Hi, Millet. Lovely to be with you. I guess I should have said niches, right, instead of niches. <laughs> That's why we do say niches. <laughs>
1: but I get confused now because I keep listening to different um – um the Americans speak. So now I'm like, well, do I say niche or niche? Anyway, it's both, both are fine.
0: Well, I was going to say, someone said, you know, it's quiche, not kish. So <laughs> we should say niche. And I'm like, so now I can't say anything. Usually I don't say anything but niche. <laughs> Before we jump into more about your business, I would love it if you would tell us just a little bit about who you are and maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working in marketing. Sure. So I'm based in Brisbane, Australia,
1: which is the third largest uh, city in Australia on the east coast. Um, I've lived in a few different parts of the country as well as overseas. I lived in Malaysia for around seven years. Um, I have two teenage sons so we seem to have a lot of conversations about deodorant or lack of it uh that's probably more my my part of the conversation um then uh, I've got two dogs and I really love running on the trails uh near where I live there's um a national park about 10 minutes drive away and uh that's a really great way to just you know, relax and chill out and and think about business, (laughs) but also just (laughs) escape. Uh, It's it's a really lovely thing to do. So, yeah, I try to do that a couple of times a week.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, we have a a national park, but unfortunately for me, it's about a a three-and-a-half-hour drive, so it's a little bit more of a trek to get over into the mountains, but I try to do it as often as I can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's really – it's so great, I think, just for perspective and, um, I don't know, clears your brain. In
0: in mm-hmm. a really nice way, so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now we all love to be inspired by people's journey, so the first part of our conversation is really going to focus on your business journey. So, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do and who you help? Sure. So, I'm a marketing consultant, um, as as
1: you said in the intro, and it's really about pr- primarily. I've I've really been drawn to small businesses. Um, I think because. I just, I probably just relate more to, to small businesses, um, in their, you know, struggle and their, their wanting to, to do you know, to make a difference in the world and and they're trying to do it often on a limited budget so they're looking for more creative ways to to do things. Uh, but I've been working as a, a marketing consultant for around 10 years. I actually started out my career working for the government which is sort of the opposite of entrepreneurs but um, <laughs> I was helping uh, companies, mostly small businesses, to export to Japan and then when I was living overseas I decided, you know, I would start my own um small business, and online business, and it was back when things were really just taking off in the sort of digital landscape. And, you know, it was a fantastic learning experience, but unfortunately, you know, there there just wasn't enough customers that were prepared to pay for what I was offering, which was, you know, of, of course very disappointing, but also a fantastic lesson that, you know, as much as you can um, complain and rally against uh, what people are prepared to do. You, the market is really the great arbiter and it's just nothing you, you really can't, um, you know, argue against that. So from that, I then decided that I would um, focus on, you know, what actually does it take to make people, you know, what do you have to do to get people to take action? So I worked for a number of years as an affiliate marketer, which was really interesting. It, it's quite a um, challenging gig in that you're promoting other people's products and services on the back of hopefully getting enough leads and sales to make a profit. So it can be, you know, quite uh, a thin line that you're walking and it can be mm-hmm. also uh, quite difficult in that you're promoting a particular offer and then they, they sort of close it down uh, because they've got enough leads or they're wanting to do something different. So, you you know, you've built up this fantastic way of uh, promoting something and then that's taken away and you have to find another offer which you know may or may not work quite as well. Anyway from that I was uh, around that time I was using an online grocery delivery service and, and one day I was chatting with the owner and he said they needed some marketing help so they became my first client and you know it really grew from there. But yeah I typically work with companies for a number of years and and sort of have ongoing relationships with them which I think it's really important because, you know, there's an accountability there, which I think is really healthy. And, you know, often in marketing, I mean, some things you do can be quite quick and you can get quick returns, but, but the marketing I tend to focus on is a little bit more structured. Um, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in making sure that the strategy, the branding, you know, the collateral, how they explain their expertise, as well as sort of awareness raising it. Activities, um, and reporting are all aligned so that you get better results, which, which is usually more sustainable as well.
0: Yeah. So most of the audience for the Unstoppable Coach podcast are coaches who are either just getting started or they're just looking for tips and and advice on how to get their business more successful. So what would you say to someone who's maybe fairly new in business? what would be something that they should focus on first with their marketing efforts? I think firstly, uh, it's really
1: important to think about your pitch. So being clear about what you offer and how you are different um, and different in, in like, The results you achieve or perhaps the, the niche that you focus on, the target market, who you can actually help. I think it's, that's really important. Sometimes though, I understand when you're starting out, you're not entirely clear. So then it, it's sort of drilling down into, you know, what value you can add and, and who you can, you know, who you can best help. So, but in, in usually in trying to work out your pitch, you, you sort of work through those issues and it, it's, um, it's too easy just to say, you know, that you're, you know, you're a marketing coach or you're a marketing consultant or you're a business coach. And, and often people, you know, your target market, they don't really know what that means for them, what they're going to get, mm-hmm. um, with that. So that's where, you know, it comes back to your pitch because you, you want people to be able to identify with what you're saying. So, you know, you could say that, I, you know, I'm a business coach and I help, business owners get really clear about where they want to go and I help them get there. So, you know, something like that where people who are listening to that can go, oh, yeah, I I really do need help with that. Or, you know, so that may not be a great example, but but trying to make it more um, realistic in that someone who hears what you're saying can actually recognise themselves, um, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So yeah, a pitch is, you, you really need to be clear about that upfront because that, that also, um, has a flow on effect to any of your collateral, anything that explains what you do. So your website, you know, it could have a flow on effect for your business cards, your emails, your email signature, all of that. So definitely if you could get your pitch right or, or get it to a point where you're starting to get some feedback, that's really important.
0: Right. When you talk about, you know, getting really clear on what your pitch is, mm. do you suggest for people to niche down and get really specific about like coming up with, I mean, almost like coming up with one avatar that 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 is the person that they are in business to help? Mm. I think that is
1: a really good idea. It's just knowing also though that that's your ideal customer but that's not the only people you can help um so Mm -hmm. if someone comes along that doesn't meet that ideal avatar it's not to um you know say you can't help them either Uh, (laughs) you don't want to be sort of too locked in but yeah absolutely i think sometimes that that's a lot easier for people to actually imagine or or think of someone they know that they've helped or think of someone that they would like to help and and then Imagine how that person would respond to their pitch or how uh, you know how they could help them uh, yeah, that is a really good way to go.
0: So what about people who when we're trying to come up with our ideal client, how often? And it may not be that often for you because you work with, with small businesses and I don't know how many entrepreneurs you work with. How, how often is it that people generally, they look like their ideal client or they've, you know, maybe three years ago, they were their ideal client, if that makes sense. Do people generally target the type of person that they are? Um, I think that that is, yeah, that can, that can happen.
1: Um, it's probably, um, Taking a step back and that's why I think actually, um, business groups can be really helpful to, mm-hmm. to sort of, um, talk about what you're wanting to do because sometimes we get a bit stuck and don't actually recognize mm-hmm. the value that we can offer, um, and, and that's where sometimes, you know, being part of a, a business group, you know, a Facebook group even, um, or something on LinkedIn or a chamber of commerce or something where you've got a forum and you can actually ask for feedback from other people because sometimes you, it, it can be hard to see your own value. You know, like some, we're often very good at mm-hmm. identifying what is great about other people, but sometimes we're not as good at seeing. Our, uh, what we do really well. And often that's because it just comes naturally, you know, you, and you, you tend to discount the things that come easily. Uh, I think that's just human nature, but actually, you know, that could be what is what you're best at. And, and sometimes you need mm-hmm. other people to actually help you identify that. And then, so from there, you might then see, you know, what you do in a different way and, and think about different people that you can help. So it is, it is a right. bit of a process of discovery. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's the people that are drawn to you may not be who you imagined helping, but that's actually who you can mm-hmm. help most.
0: Right. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So what, in your experience, what do you see as like maybe uh, the biggest issue or the biggest problem that small business owners or entrepreneurs end up making with their marketing?
1: So typically I see there's sort of three main problems. Often there's low sales growth, so they're not really sure where that next sale is going to come from. There's usually a, a haphazard approach to planning. It, it's sort of all too hard and, and the, the monkey mind goes off on the next shiny new thing. Um, so they sort of stop and start lots of things. And the other one would be not a lot of marketing expertise, um, to sort of, you know, help, help them get going. So for small businesses, it's usually that they find marketing way too confusing. And so they just want to outsource it and, um, mm-hmm. you know, offload it basically. <laughs> but the problem with that is, that uh, no one knows your business as well as you do and you still need to be able to coordinate what's happening. You still need to be aware of it. And if you outsource it all to an agency, let's say, and then you decide that's actually not working and you decide to change to another agency, then all that market intelligence that that agency gained is usually lost because they might be providing you with reports, for example, but they're not usually telling you what they tried What they, you know, what worked, what didn't, what headline worked, what, what, um, platforms worked and how it worked. So you sort of lose that. So I'm, my focus is on helping small businesses develop their own expertise so that they bring that marketing in-house where they can. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, you can still outsource different elements of it, but not outsource it completely. I think for coaches and, you know, people that are sort of solopreneurs, It can be difficult to know, you know, what do I really need to focus on and what do I need to, to get help with? Um, so that, you know, that, that can be quite a challenge. The, probably the other thing I'd see, I'd say that I see, and this often uh, applies more to coaches, is that they often just talk about themselves and what they do rather than putting themselves in the shoes of their client. So, you know, I Mm -hmm. see it a lot on different websites. People will talk about, you know, our business our customers um you know we do this we do that rather than saying um you know the customers we help or you get you know you this is mm-hmm. the the deliverable you get it's not it's not about me it's about what i can do for you so sometimes just that sort of um framing things in a different way can make you a lot more approachable and can make you more um I guess, yeah, just more relatable to clients that are interested in working with you.
0: Right. So for somebody that is an entrepreneur, solopreneur, and they sort of have to take on all of it themselves – what would be the things that they should really focus on if just knowing that they're having to run the entire business as far as the, the marketing, the aspects of marketing that are really important? What would be the things that you just cannot sure. do without? So, I
1: mean, a website, obviously, if, if we're talking tactical, I think you definitely need a website, even if it's a one page site. Um, but mm-hmm. probably the, the number one thing that I would recommend you focus on is partnerships. Um, so that would be where you teaming up with, you know, another, it could be another business coach or another coach that focuses on a different area. But if you teamed up together, you would provide a more complete package for your target customers. Um, or it could be someone who has a steady stream of clients of, of, you know, people that are in your target market. And so you need to have sort of enough that, um, enough information as in a website that sort of establishes your credibility, but often, you know, a lot of the heavy lifting can be done by those partners, or you, you know, if it's another business coach, you're doing it together, and often, you know, the sum of the the parts is is more, um, and mm-hmm. and that sort of shows a different, um, yeah, just a, you're just elevating yourself beyond. The, um, the average coach, I suppose, if you, if you teamed up, you know, you could team up with three or four, um, coaches and you could each cover different aspects. So you could have a marketing coach, a finance, or a business coach focus more on finance together with someone who perhaps, um, you know, is in a different area, maybe more on process. So you, you know, you could all team up together and then put on an event or, um, you know, share articles on different, you know, Different websites or, or on your own website, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. So, you know, partnerships can be really good. And I, I think sometimes there's this uh, reluctance to team up with people because you think that, um, you know, you're competing, but actually that there's so many, so many opportunities, um, that, you know, one person certainly couldn't handle every, <laughs> every business out there. <laughs> um, and even in a city, right. you know, there's still, so many more opportunities than, than one coach can handle. So I think teaming up can be a really good way to get in front of different people and strengthen your
0: own branding at the same time. Right. So do you do a lot of work with people on their social media? Um, as I well? do. What I
1: tend to find, um, I mentioned before, I, I tend to take a more of a, a strategic sort of approach. So, Often people will will want to do social media and and that's great, but that's sort of a raising awareness, and they haven't always done enough work on you know explaining what they do and and how they can help. so if you're raising awareness, mm-hmm. what, you know, what are you actually raising awareness of? And if, if you don't have that sorted out, then all the work that you've done on social media is probably not going to land very well. It's not really going to resonate. People are going to go, Oh, that's interesting, but now what? Or, um, you're attracting all this attention, but people don't know what the next step is, or they don't know how to, how you might mm. be able to assist them. You know, there's, there's nothing that sort of lets them get to know you. Um, so yeah, social media is good. I think. What I found with most businesses that I deal with is that email marketing is still the best, um, the best way to, for people to get to know you and for you to, to sort of increase, increase sales or increase interest in what you do.
0: So with um, your your suggestion was to start up make sure that you have your message down and then make sure that you have a website sort of a hub where people can come to to learn more about you people are then you know nurturing these people with an email marketing campaign what's your suggestion for people as far as how to get that Traffic that comes to the website, how to then get them to be, you know, on that newsletter list? You know, what, what would be a suggestion for people to, to kind of make that conversion? So I think,
1: um, often this is where people tend to overcomplicate it a little bit, uh, thinking that they have mm-hmm. to provide some, you know, massive ebook or, you know, something really, you know, um, that they think they have to put a lot of time and effort into. And it's not – it sort of comes back to what I was saying before about the things that you do easily, what comes to you easily, is often what other people really struggle with. So one of the things that you could do um, as a business coach is perhaps come up with an easy checklist um, that, you know, just an example that business owners could use to evaluate a new opportunity. You know, or if let's say you're a web designer, you could create a document that talks about the top five mistakes that most businesses make with their s- website. So come up with something quite simple that people can digest really easily, but gives them a taste of mm-hmm. what you can offer and gives them sort of a peek into, to how you, how you think and how you approach problems. So that can be really. Good because, you know, one of the challenges I think with this service business is that people don't get to experience you until they pay for your services. So by having something that they can uh, take in before that, um, it's a really nice way for, the, for you to offer value, but for them to get to know you and see whether your approach resonates with them.
0: Right. Yeah. I like that idea of it doesn't have to be very complex because what you think might be simple to you, may be way too advanced for someone who really is a beginner. And so, you know, if you are a
1: member of a couple of different business groups, you can put something together and then ask them for their feedback on it. Um, But, you know, a one pager is absolutely fine. Uh, Like I said, a checklist is good. Could be a tip sheet. Um, It could be you know, one particular problem that you see people experiencing and then five different ways they could manage that problem. Um so better to have sort of smaller chunks than, you know, one big ebook that no one's ever going to read, really. Seriously. I mean we're all <laughs> right. sort of overloaded with information and, and but people don't want more information. What they want is how can I implement this? How can I turn what you're saying, all this great information, into something that, you know, I can see can have an impact? That's really what they want. Mm-hmm. So if you focus on um, providing something that can help people, um, you know, do something better or understand be- something
0: better but in a really practical way
1: um, – then that's definitely better to focus
0: on that. Let's talk a little bit about the book that you have coming out. Now, I said that in the US, it's going to be next month, right? October of 2017. And it is Get Smarter Marketing. So tell us a little bit about the book and what got you interested in writing and and just give us yeah, a little background sure. on that. So I... um I've, I see a lot of,
1: as I said before, a lot of business owners being really confused by marketing. I mean, there are so many different choices, different platforms, different methods, and it can get very overwhelming. So, I wanted to create a, a really practical guide to to, to th- how you can think about your marketing and hopefully then make better decisions um, around, you know, what what's going to be right for your business. The aim of the book isn't to turn. Um, know business owners into a marketing manager is just so that they can feel a lot more comfortable with um, the choices that they make and you know how they can best grow their business so that it's sort of divided into three parts the first part is it's all about how to put together a plan um, and at the end of each chapter there's actions that you can take so trying to make it as as useful and practical as possible and then um, part two is all about how you can get help if you need it to, um, to make your marketing happen. So go through the different options for getting help and, um, you know, the pros and cons of each and questions you can ask if you're wanting to, um, to, to choose different options. So, you know, for example, questions you can ask a marketing consultant to see if they really are right for your business, questions you can ask a marketing agency, uh, that sort of thing. And then the last part is just some helpful tools uh, that you can use for your business. So yeah, that's the book.
0: That sounds like a lot of really good information. And it also sounds like it's like a really good place for people to start. So it's not this big, overwhelming, give me a, a PhD in marketing <laughs> type <laughs> book, <headstrong>. but <laughs> something that, that you could actually work your way through. And, you know, a small business owner, a, a solopreneur can, can go through that and, put those things into action, and it's going to be something that they can easily do right, themselves. Yeah. That, that was the aim, and there's
1: also a lot of uh, examples in the book because I think people learn better or, you know, absorb better by actually having, well, what does that look like? So give me an example. So mm-hmm. I, I've tried where possible to um, to use examples of actual businesses um, just to make it a bit more realistic. And, uh, relatable, hopefully. Is this your first book? It is my first book. Yes. Nice. And, um, it was amazing when I started writing it. I, I sort of, you know, had the idea for the book. And then when I sat down to write, I, I had all these things I wanted to say. And I was kind of, I was a bit shocked, uh, that, that there was so much that I, um, that I wanted to talk about when it came to <laughs> marketing. So. <laughs>
0: Do you feel like that writing a book is a good i don 't know if I, I don't necessarily want to call it a strategy, but do you think it's something that's good for small business owners to consider if they want to you know just have another point of contact, another way for people to really get to know them and understand what they 're all about mm, I think it can be good if that's uh something that's of interest to you
1: it certainly uh, like I said before, it, you know, it, as a service business, it can be difficult for people to, to really get what you do, mm-hmm. but being able to give people a book, uh, you know, a prospective client, I can give them a copy of my book and, and then they, you know, they can read the whole thing or they can flick through it and just see whether my approach is going to resonate with them. Mm. So it's good in that respect. I guess the other, uh, area where it carries a bit of weight is when I'm doing speaking opportunities. So, or trying to get speaking gigs, you know, saying you've got a book, you know, gives you added credibility, which I think, you know, that can really help as well. It also can be good when you're dealing with partners. So, you know, I'm talking to a few different accounting firms and actually you know, having a book behind me gives me more weight. So, you know, it can definitely be helpful, um, but it just, you know, it's not a simple process. Right. <laughs> There's so, quite a bit involved. It took me about 14 months from beginning to publication. So, you know, it is – if if you don't feel it's going to really um, – help your business grow, then that's a lot of time and effort to Mm. to put in to a particular project. Uh, I guess it sort of depends where you're at. If you're just starting out, it's probably not a great thing to do. Mm -hmm. But if you've been in business for a while and you want to step it up, then I'd say go for
0: it. Nice. So what would be your best tip for people that are maybe at that point where – you know they've kind of got their business in a good place, and they're ready to start you know really trying to grow and expand. What would be some what are like some really good marketing strategies for people ready to take that next step so um like I said before, partnerships is a really good way
1: mm-hmm. um, I think the other thing I would say is if you've grown your business to a point where you're quite comfortable would be trying to sort of productize what you do so you know, obviously if, if you're a coach, um, it's hard to, to create more of you. So the, the key to that is to create products mm-hmm. that you can then sort of structure so that other people can deliver them. Um, so that would be really important. And when you're trying to get partners, that's something that. That makes it easier for them as well because then they, they have something that's a a complete package that they can promote on your behalf. So that can be really good and that can help you to scale. If you, um, if you have a product, um, that you can then roll out and, and yeah, as I said, get other people to deliver or, um, you can, you know, set it up so that you can deliver it digitally, then that, that can be really good. In terms of marketing, yeah, as I said, building a list, um, is a really good way to go because, you know, people that are on your list, they, they, you know, they're already past that hurdle of, um, knowing about you and presumably they like you and trust you because they're on your list. Uh, so you, you know, they're, they're really your, your best prospects. A lot of, uh, smaller businesses, they, um, you know, function on referrals and, especially a lot of coaches and referrals are obviously fantastic but they're a little bit lumpy for me. <laughs> you can't really uh control when they're going to come in um and you know sometimes you can get five referrals, you know, in a month and then you might not get any for 3 months. So, you know, I I do like them, but I I don't like the unpredictable nature of them. The one way though that you can, um, you know, sort of work referrals a little bit more is often people, when they get a referral, they'll actually thank the referrer at the beginning. They'll, you know, they'll, however they thank them, whether they send them a gift or or an email or a, a phone call. But one thing that I don't see as much and I think is really important is that is to actually close the loop on that. So let them know what happened after you started working with that client so that um so you know you could let them know you we worked together for three months or we've been working you know for six months and these are the kinds of things without giving you know too much information too much sort of confidential information away but you know helping that referrer understand what you actually did for the person they referred you referred to you just so that then it, it, it puts you top of mind again for that referrer but also it 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 gives them a deeper understanding of actually what you do and how you've helped someone. So it sort of, um, you know, fleshes it out, but it also makes the referrer feel really good that they, that they did that referral in the first place. So it's just another way to sort of, um, you know, perhaps take out some of that lumpiness in, in the way referrals, um, the way referrals work. Um, but yeah, the other thing I would suggest on that is to, to look at where your best clients have actually come from and identify those top referrers and, um, you know, work out how you can get closer to them, but also identify other people like them.
0: Yeah, that's a great suggestion too. Jill, this has been so good and I've really learned a lot about marketing in this short time that we've had together. So I would love it if we could finish up now with the final five rapid fire questions. Sure. Sounds good. All right. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Uh, It would be
1: focusing on offering value first and then how you can help a client. I'm always thinking about, you know, how I can make it simpler for clients. Mm.
0: What's one quality that you think every successful business person needs to spend time developing?
1: Focusing more on their customers. So what their customers want to achieve, what problems they're looking to solve, and then how you can help with that. Mm
0: -hmm. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life.
1: One book that I really enjoyed and I refer back to often is called Extreme Ownership um, by Jocko Willink and Leif Babinitz, two, uh U.S. Navy SEALs. And it's about the lessons they learned in Iraq and how you
0: can apply those to
1: business. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, give us, Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's different. I haven't <laughs> heard of it. Give us an online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. I have so many online tools that I use, but
1: one that I, (laughs) so it's very hard to think of one, uh, but one that I use quite a lot, uh, is called Canva, C-A-N-V-A. It's an online design program and it's super easy to use. So it's really great. um, if you're, you know, if you, if you're doing a lot of things yourself, um, it's fantastic. It's, it's, as I said, it's free. They've got a lot of really great templates and, even if you decide to use a graphic designer, it's a really great way to give them a visual brief and, um, you know, helps you to think more about what you actually want to say. So it's really good. It's got, you know, preset templates for all different social media. Yeah. All sorts of things. Most of the things that you could want.
0: Very cool. So finally, how can the listeners best connect with you if they want to get in touch and learn more about how you can help them with their marketing? Um, let us know what social platforms are you on? What's your website? How do we connect?
1: Sure. So my website is harbren.com, H-A-R-B-R-E-N.com. And I have a couple of um, tools on there. One is uh, the marketing kickstart kit, which goes through the, the top seven mistakes that that a lot of business owners make and then how they can get help to, um, to resolve them. And there's also different strategies they can use to, to mit- mitigate those seven mistakes. I also have a, an online tool, which is a, like a marketing stock take. So if people want to see, you know, how, where they're at with their marketing, they can do that stock take and get a, a customized report. That's, um, that's also free. I'm on Twitter at Harbren and I'm also on. Um, facebook which is harbouring as well so
0: yeah i'll be sure to get all of those links and all of the recommendations onto the show notes page jill this has been such a good conversation i want to thank you so much for joining me today thanks Millette, for having me it's been really lovely talking to you